welcome to uh, Shark's Pond, the South Park podcast. Uh huh. Can you dig it? Sorry, I have to get a quick drink there. Hello, everybody, and uh, welcome to Shark's Pond, a South Park podcast. I am your host, Bill. So, today, going to be talking about a topic that over the last four to five years has become a controversial topic, and that is transgender athletes. Because the episode that I'm going to be reviewing today is Board Girls. So, before I get into this, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna make you guys wait till the end for you to hear my thoughts on transgender people and all that. I'm going to give it to you right here, right now, for all of you to listen. I believe that every individual, that every person, no matter who they are, should be comfortable being who they are. If there's a guy who feels like he's more of a woman than a guy, then okay, I'm cool with that. If you're a woman who feels you're more of a guy, okay, I'm cool with that. If you're gay, I'm cool with that. Bisexual, I'm cool. I'm I'm pretty cool. I'm laid back. The problem that I have, and this episode is a perfect perfect example of my problem is when people change sexes to compete in sports and pretty much win like they just win where like say this person this individual may be the seventh or eighth best male on their team and then all of a sudden they become a woman and they're like the best player on that team I'm sorry I I don't agree with that I don't support that if you want to live your life as a transgender person I have no problem with that I never will have a problem with that However, if you are someone who's like, huh, I'm going to change my sex so I could be much better in sports because I'm not as good as a man than I was a woman, then then I've got problems. I, I, I have problems there. Um, so... That's going to be the topic here, is transgender athletes. And like I said, this has been a hot topic over the last four to five years in, in, in pop culture and really in society as well. And I think, honestly, Trey and Matt do a really good job explaining everything that you'd want to hear. So, let's not waste any more time. Let's get to 
today's episode, Bored Girls. The episode was written and directed by Trey Parker and originally aired on November 13th, 2019. Now, after six episodes of being Integrity Farm, we've got a new theme song. I've played this last season, but I'm going to play it again anyway because that's what I'm doing for this season. So we got our brand new theme song for the season. How cool is that? So our episode begins in the home of PC Principal and Strong Woman as Strong Woman is getting prepared for the annual Strong Woman competition when all of a sudden the PC babies are crying because PC Principal left Disney Plus on and they ended up watching Mulan, the 1998 animated film. Which upsets the babies and then they turn it to CNN with Anderson Cooper because, you know, PC babies. So the very next scene, there is an assembly and basically it's to support Strong Woman for the upcoming competition. And there's one part where PC Principal's talking and he's like, Staunch, you better fucking listen! And he's like, okay. So after the assembly, we see Cartman, Clyde, Butters, Stan, and Scott Malkinson. How about that? They have their own little game club and it's called Dice Studs. And... They are playing Dungeons and Dragons. When all of a sudden, Mr. Mackey comes in and informs them that two girls are now joining the club, Tammy and Nicole. And this gets Cartman ticked off because, well, it's supposed to be for guys. It's supposed to be for the boys. And these girls know how to game so i'm gonna go to this first scene and it has a song in it as well it is the day of the strong woman competition and let's just say that strong woman is in for a surprise a beautiful day in morrison colorado as we get ready for the sixth annual strong woman competition a two-day-long competition of tests built to push athletes to their very limits. Joining me now is the current champion of the Strong Woman competition, Strong Woman. Miss Woman, do you feel ready? Oh, yeah, I'm ready, David. There are just so many amazing women athletes out here today. It makes me so proud. Now, this is the first year that a trans woman is in the competition. How do you feel about that? Amazing. I feel honored to be a part of history. I have a lot of incredible trans friends who are athletes, and so we're all inspired this woman's competing. Uh Uh-huh. And uh, have you actually ever met Heather Swanson? Uh, No, I've never competed against her before, no. 
She's not exactly your average trans athlete. Well, what is an average trans athlete? Honestly, I find that kind of bigoted, David. Okay. Heather Swanson is actually joining us now. Miss Swanson, how does it feel to be competing today? I can't tell you how free I feel now that I've started identifying as a woman. Now that I can compete as female, I'm ready to smash the other girls. And is it correct you just started identifying as female two weeks ago? I'm not here to talk about my transition. I'm here to kick some fucking ass. Let me tell you something, Dingleberry. David Perry. I'm gonna roll up the other women here, and I'm gonna smoke them. I am the strongest woman this state has ever seen. Any words for the challenger, Miss Woman? Uh, good luck, Heather. <laughs> luck is for dudes. Well, with that, let's get right to the action. Okay, so um, it did not go as planned. And this transgender athlete named Heather Swanson wins the strong woman competition. Even though Swanson identifies as a woman two weeks ago. Uh, Heather has a resemblance to um, a, a certain... Macho Man. Eh, we'll get back to it in a little bit. So, on the ride home, Strong Woman is distraught, as she should be, of, you know, losing. But not because she lost, but because of who she lost to. And we will dig a little more deep into that in a little bit. Meanwhile, at the school, uh, members of the Dice Studs well, they come and have a complaint to Mr. Mackey. Uh, let, let's see how this goes. It is Tyrannus, and it is wrong. Ever since these girls were allowed to join Dice Dice Gamers Club, it has been a train wreck. Every single game we play, they, like, figure out all the rules, and they use the rules to, like, make us look stupid. In D&D, they killed the Dungeon Master. Well, we didn't even think it was possible to kill the Dungeon Master. Shut up, Butters. It's not possible. It's just that we play board games for the theme. We want to be pirates or Vikings. You know what the girls think about? They think about red cubes versus blue cubes and how much of this equals that many victory points. They're just doing math. So they're smarter than you and beating you at all the board games. Yes. No, no. It, it's just different. Look, we started Dice Studs with a dream. A dream that we could actually do something interesting and scary. Just for like 60 minutes. 
Nothing we can do, he said. Hands are tied, he said. We're gonna have to deal with this ourselves, you guys. I think Nicole and Tammy are cool to play with. Well, you won't think they're cool when the rest of us leave Dice Studs and you're left to play only solo board games. You mean like Nemo's War? Nemo's War is sweet. Look, maybe we just gotta play harder stuff, you know? Stuff the girls can't keep up with. Hey, that's not a bad idea. We've been taking it easy on the girls. Time to show them what real board gamers play. Why do real board gamers play? Well, if you want something hard, then you need a really crunchy Euro game. Something like a Vitalis sort of escape plan or a Yusei Rosenberg Euro. Do they involve math? Well, all Euros are pretty mathy. No, no, kid. We need something with lots of, like, war and dice and thematic So then you want a war miniatures game. Something skirmish style like Legion or Blood and Plunder. Dude, you're really into board games. All right, that's it, guys. Dice Studs Gamers Club is about to go tabletop miniatures. All right. Well, we will find out in a little bit how this all goes. So we go back to the home of PC Principal and Strong Woman, and the PC babies are having dinner when all of a sudden the doorbell rings. So PC Principal answers the door and, Hello, I'm Heather Swanson. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh, I came here to uh, check on Strong Woman to uh, see how she's doing after the competition. Yeah. So, Strong Woman sees Heather Swanson there. And Heather Swanson goes in because Heather heard that uh, they have kids. So Heather, you know, talks about how the kids should look up to her instead of their mom. And PC Principal tries to break it up. And Heather's like, are you being a transphobe? Because if you're being transphobe, then we got a problem. And PC Principal's like, I'm the biggest supporter of, you know, transgender people. And really, the, the, the war is kind of on between Heather Swanson and the PC family. So we come back and they are watching a sports show where Heather Swanson is on. And during her appearance, Swanson calls out strong woman, saying how she's not really a strong woman. And Strong Woman goes into the kitchen and PC Principal checks on her. And this is where we find out Heather Swanson isn't really Heather Swanson. Wow, you could have really confused me. <laughs> because you see, folks, Heather Swanson used to be Strong Woman's boyfriend. Yep. He went by the name of Blade Jaggert. And they broke up. And actually, it was Strong Woman who broke up with Blade. And he said to her that he would come back to get her. And this is the way, I guess, that, you know... Heather or Blade, whoever you want to call it, uh, has decided to get Strong Woman back. Meanwhile, back at the school, the boys uh, find out that a third girl has joined the club, and now they've got board games. And they've got all these different board games, and they try to... Pardon me. You know, they try to beat them, but the girls are just prepared. They're prepared at every step of the way. 
So this gets to the point. This gets to the point. And this is one of my favorite scenes of this episode. And unfortunately, unfortunately, I don't have the clip for this. Because this was maybe my favorite scene of the entire episode. They go to Congress. Cartman, Butters, and Scott. They go to Congress. And they try to convince Congress that their club should be for boys only. So Butters speaks for a little bit. And then Scott Malkinson speaks. And Cartman's like, uh, this is Scott Malkinson. He has diabetes. He has terminal diabetes. And Malkinson is reading off this speech that's written for him. And somewhere in there is a part where it says how losing to the girls nearly kills him. And Butters is like, Wow, I didn't know that. And Scott's like, I didn't know that either. <laughs> so, so after that, we go to another sports show where Heather Swanson is. Because now Heather's getting into MMA. And Heather's only been, or has only identified as a woman for two weeks. Yeah, you know, I, uh, I, I want to be the best. You know, I, 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 I got to win at everything. Uh-huh. I win MMA. I win at everything. Yeah. So then all of a sudden, PC Principal comes in to interrupt. And they have a little bit of a confrontation. And Principal, all he does is touches Swanson. That's all he does. It's like a little shove. But Heather Swanson makes it so damn dramatic that he just goes backwards and goes through a table and PC Principal's like, oh, shit. So meanwhile, back at the school, uh, the dice club is, or the dice studs is, well, it's just the guys at this point until all of a sudden butters tells the guys there's something going on with the girls so they go to the cafeteria and here is this new club new board game club all the girls are there they're either playing games or working on their miniature you know figures or you know, strategizing and everything. And the boys are amazed, except for Cartman. So they get a tour of it, and Mr. Mackey tells the boys that they've got to leave the room because there's a new rule that won't allow boys in, in any girls' clubs. And that comes back from when they were in, you know, they made the plea to Congress. So, in a way, Cartman's plea bites him in the ass. 
So now we go back to PC principal. He's down on his luck. He's sitting on a park bench, looking at his phone, sees himself on the news. And the one thing he's worried about more than anything else is how the kids will react to him. How they will react for what he did. You know, what's the reaction of the kids going to be? So we go to the school and there is an assembly and they introduce Heather Swanson out and Heather Swanson comes out to a song called I Am The Best by 2NE1. That's uh, a K-pop group. So Swanson comes on. And uh, she starts talking about, you know, how it's good to be the best. Beating strong woman. Make it PC principal year. Uh, look pretty bad that she could win at anything. When all of a sudden, one of the girls issues a challenge. So, Heather Swanson can't take accepting defeat. So, PC Principal enters his home. He's greeted by strong woman. And he sees the kids. And the kids, they first go to mom, but then they go to dad. And they're happy that dad is there. And they kind of learn a valuable lesson that they're just kids. And... You know, you're kind of their parents and, you know, you treat them well, they're going to love you. And that is the end of Bored Girls. So, 
before I give my rating of this episode, I want to talk about who Heather Swanson is parroting. If you haven't figured out from the clips and my impersonation, it is of Macho Man Randy Savage, one of the all-time greatest wrestlers in the history of professional wrestling. He is a pop culture icon, not only with professional wrestling, but he did Slim Jim commercials. If you grew up in the 90s like I did, you probably saw Randy Savage in a lot of Slim Jim commercials. I mean, a lot. They still, to this day, use Randy Savage's voice and catchphrase for Slim Jims. They still do it to this day. And he's been in movies. He was in the original Spider-Man movie. Uh, he had... Uh, he actually had a, a an appearance in Bolt, which I, I may have to watch again. Um... I may have to watch that again to catch where Randy is in that episode. Um, but he's been on TV shows as well. He was on an episode of Baywatch, Dexter's Laboratory, Space Ghost, Coast to Coast, The Jacks, The Jacks, The Jeff Foxworthy Show, The Weird Al Show. Uh, it's the one where he wrestles Harvey the Wonder Hamster. Walker, Texas Ranger, Mad About You, Arliss, Nikki. College University, Duck Dodgers, Whatever Happened to Robert Ro Robot Jones, The X's, and his last t uh, TV appearance, King of the Hill, back in 2009. Now, believe it or not, Randy Savage accepted an award from Harvard University's Humor Society, Harvard Lampoon, as the Man of the Year. That's pretty cool. I, I, I gotta admit, that is... That's a pretty cool little thing there. So, some of you are probably wondering, what did Randy think of, you know, the, the parody that, you know, Trey and Matt did of Randy Savage? Well, unfortunately we will never find out the answer because in May of 2011, Randy Savage died in a car accident at the age of 58. So we will never know what, you know, Randy's thoughts were of, you know, th this interpretation, this per, you know, um, impression of Randy Savage on South Park. We'll never know. Um, but I think... I, I think if he were alive, I think he would have enjoyed it. I, I think he would. I think he would have gotten a kick out of South Park doing an impersonation of him long after he had, you know, retired from wrestling. You know, God, like he'd been out of wrestling for close to 10 years before his passing but now as far as this episode goes this is a really good episode um i would say 
maybe their second best episode of the year up to this point. We've only got three to go, but yeah, I would say this is their second best episode of this season. I'm going to give the, and I was kind of, you know, going back and forth on this, but in the end, I think I'm going to give this a nine. I, I really enjoyed this episode. I thought, you know, the topic of transgender athletes is a really good topic. And like I said, it's a topic that's still going on, still being debated to this day. Um, and I'm going to say it again. I don't have any problem at all, period, with transgender people. I don't have a problem with if a guy wants to be a woman, then the guy should go and be a woman. If the woman wants to be a guy, and let you know, let the woman be a guy. But if you're doing it for competitive reasons, that's where I have my issue. All right, let's uh, read a couple of critics' thoughts on this episode. We'll start with Jesse Shadeen of IGN, who gave the episode a 7.4 out of 10, praising how it shifts away from current events and stating, As we've seen over and over, South Park is generally better off when it doesn't try to rip storylines directly from current headlines, but instead strives to be topical yet evergreen. Chris Longo of Den of Geek gave this 3 out of 5 stars and commented that the episode left a lot to be desired, especially pointing to the use of the Randy Savage parody to comment on transgender criticism as irresponsible and sloppy in its setup and bows out when it has the chance to wade into the gray area of its intended social commentary. Okay, let's go to IMDb and see what they thought of this week's episode. Over 2,600 people in IMDb have given this episode a rating. And the IMDb rating for Board Girls is an 8.1 out of 10. Uh, this is really close here, believe it or not. 714 people gave this a 10. 622 people gave it an 8. 508 people gave it a 9. That's the score I'm going with this week. And 64 people gave it a 1. Alright, now it is time to check out what the users thought of this episode. Gonna start off with Vinny-27883 who wrote, So far the season had been just alright, but this episode turned it around. So funny, the social satire is amazing. Um, pardon me. Next review is from Jay Gardner, 86, who wrote, I'm a huge South Park fan and have been watching since its inception. I'll be the first to admit that through the 23 years, there have been highs and lows, but one thing that has never changed is their ability to address current issues and present issues. In present or present it, pardon me, in their uniquely South Park way. This episode is a high point in the current season with them moving away from the Tegarty Farm narrative. I've seen a lot of people complain or people claiming the episode is mocking trans athletes. If you think that, you clearly didn't get the episode or if you think that, you clearly didn't get the episode or worse, didn't even watch it. 
As usual, on the surface, it's easy to think they are just making fun or purposely trying to be edgy, but in reality, there is so much more to it than swearing and fart jokes. The show and episode deals with real issues with a deeper message. South Park, much like It's Always Sunny, finds a way to tackle a difficult or complicated subject in a refreshing manner that brings real issues to the forefront, but in an amusing way. The episode addresses the issues posed by athletes that were previously men competing against women, and the idea that you can't have an opinion without fear of being branded a transphobic or narrow-minded by the ever-increasing PC world. I found the episode very intelligent and thought out and loved how it dealt with the boys and girls clubs at school. The idea that the boys didn't want the girls in their club, but are offended they aren't welcome in the girls, it highlights male hypocrisy and how often men mix up being pro-women with being anti-men. Good sign of what's still to come. Never change South Park. Alright, uh, this review is from Willie Watch, who wrote, Another great episode. Probably the best one so far this season. We're not being bombarded with pointless jokes every second, but it's all just a a full and whole exercise on satire. They still got it after all these years. Haha. <laughs> and yes, change is good. I'm cool with all the changes since season 20. Alright, let's see if I can find a negative review. I don't know if we are. If we, if I do, I'm gonna... Okay, we got one. Uh, this is from Omnisia, who wrote, Boring Again... I bet most of the good reviews are from people who have recently started to watch the show. Otherwise, the show is completely different since season 20. Alright, uh, this is from WOCGCD who wrote, The show is going in the wrong, wrong, wrong direction. Alright, uh, this one, this is a 1 out of 10 review coming up from Deggy88 who wrote, I'm going to talk about one of the themes this episode discusses without plot points to keep it spoiler-free. Going to be tricky. Well, I mean, you guys just heard me review the episode, so I don't think it's going to be that tricky. Think back to every depiction you've seen of trans folks on South Park. Any of them positive? No. Any of them remotely realistic? No. Now I know you want to say, but South Park mocks everyone. And they do but no other group only faces ridicule. Most others get at least one positive story. They even were able to show a human side to internet trolls for crying out loud. Now, this episode actually tries to lampoon right wing. Oh, here we go. This episode actually tries to lampoon right wingers. Their message is actually mostly leftist here. They mock the idea that, that trans women are invading women's sports today because they've never played before, apparently, despite existing since the dawn of humanity. Matt and Trey do this with an extreme caricature of a trans athlete who just transitioned two weeks ago. Obviously, it's absurd. It's supposed to be. That's satire, folks. This is supposed to mock the idea that men are becoming women and dominating women's sports. But PC principle seems to that suggest that no trans woman can ever compete. That's just bunk with no basis in logic, science, or history. It's a one-off line, and he may have only directed it at this one caricature, 
but it's a right-wing talking point to dehumanize trans people. That's dangerous. So while I like that they tried to lampoon the righties and take a more nuanced middle ground, they really messed it up. Given South Park's long history of messing up trans issues, I think they probably should have talked to literally anyone in the LGBTQ community first. They came close to a positive spin and then drove it into the ground. Oh boy. I, I never saw left wing, right wing. I, I never did here. All right, let's read a couple more reviews. Uh, Smiles the Rockstar wrote, The synopsis is that Vice Principal Strong Woman faces a new transgender opponent at the Strong Woman's competition, while the children have to deal with girls entering their board game club. All right, Tegarty Farms is over, but now we have babies? Don't get me wrong. But the reason I hated the Tegrity Farms plots were that they were in every episode this season and I couldn't avoid them. So now when Matt and Trey listen to the fans and end Tegrity Farms, they just replace it with babies and expect everything to go back to normal. The babies plots were always the most boring plots of season 22, and when the plots do contribute to the timeline of the series, I would be horrible to see the second half of this season passed all on the babies. Hopefully, they will discontinue these plots and get back to classic South Park. Anyway, Strong Woman is getting beaten by her ex-boyfriend at the Strong Women competitions, who now identifies as a woman. This was an alright plot. I liked seeing a portrayal of how people abusing transgenderism, which isn't explored in the media much, even transgenderism itself isn't explored in the media that much. In addition, I like seeing character development from Principal. I liked how he went from being a huge activist to pushing Heather and learning that he isn't who he thought he was. Also, Heather Swanson as a character is a well-written character with a hilarious face, and I like how Cartman joined him in the end by only using a one-liner. The B-plot with the board game was alright, and was the only thing that made this episode feel like feel somewhat like classic South Park. I liked seeing how the boys are, fa- are falling into the same issues the principal and strong woman are facing. But this plot just doesn't have the charm that classic South Park had. Overall, Board Girls is a meh episode that doesn't quite feel like classic South Park. Alright, uh... Let's read a couple more. We'll go to Corey the Joker, who wrote, This episode is classic, 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 and utterly hilarious. The Macho Man Randy Savage spoof, R.I.P., great wrestler, but the ad of the Heather Swanson trans character, hilarious. This world needs to stop buckling down to this community. And to every negative reviewer on here, I laugh and laugh even harder because you obviously can't take a joke. That's why South Park continues to be the funniest cartoon of all time, because it pokes fun at everything, and right now the oversensitive leftists needs this stuff to put them in their place. Matt and Trey, keep up the amazing work. Love your show. And let's get one more review. Uh, let's go. Oh, no, you know what? I'm going to do two more. So this one is from Rec. No, actually, I'm going to save that one for the end. I'm going to go to Eric Stevenson first, who wrote. 
This episode features a new intro. Instead of Tagarty Farms, it's PC Babies. Just the idea of all these babies with sunglasses is funny. It mostly focuses on PC principle, and I must say, I really did feel for him here. The episode has a Randy Savage parody who identifies as female winning every strong woman contest. I do wonder why they don't just call him, or her, Randy Savage. I mean, they always use the names of the real celebrities. Was that Randy voicing him, or her? No, it wasn't. A subplot is how girls try to play board games with the boys in the school. The way these two connect at the end might be the best part. I knew that last episode wasn't the season finale. If only they referenced Warhammer 40k. Alright, and our final review is from Rekno64 who wrote, I really like this episode's take on PC culture and gender roles. Paints it in a way that really makes you think how it's not all a black and white issue and there's a lot of gray area. What makes PC principle so PC? Why did Heather compete in the strong woman competition? And why did she make a big deal out of winning? And how might PC principal's response to it be seen by the public? Meanwhile, a whole subplot about the girls playing role-playing games and being very good at them. So good that they challenge Heather to the games at the end of the episode and humiliate her him when they lose terribly. The satire around sexism feels very real here in its own South Park way. It can't really be described. You must see this episode for yourself. As a guy, I certainly thought it was a good episode. Also, noticing a lot of dissatisfaction for the Tegarty Farms focused episodes in the reviews. I do like South Park going back to its roots as much as everyone else, but I genuinely liked most of the Tegarty Farms episodes at least the Halloween special and let them eat goo, to each their own though. I also have to admit, only in the past month has South Park really grown on me. I had a really hard time getting into the show for the past couple years with its extreme crass and offensive nature, but that all has changed with this latest season. I'm not sure why, but season 23 is where I truly am beginning to enjoy the show, and I'm really thankful for that. Good timing to say this on Thanksgiving. I will be tuning in for the next season and watching as many previous episodes from from the first 22 seasons as I can. Sincerely, a new South Park fan. Oh, isn't that great? That's just great. Um, so really, at the end of the day, this is one of their better episodes, I, I would say, of the last five, seven years, that's just how good the episode, this episode really is. You can follow the show on Twitter at SharksPond97. You can follow the show on Instagram, SharksPondPodcast, and join our Facebook group, SharksPond, a South Park podcast, where you can join other fans to discuss past, present, and when they come up, future episodes. And don't forget to check out our friends at SMB, a South Park review, where they discuss classic South Park episodes. Well, next time around, it's all about the ladies, as Sheila is going to have a fecal transplant, and, um, pardon the pun, 
the shit is going to hit the fan. Because the next episode is Turd Burglars, right here on Shark's Pond, a South Park podcast. Well, if I'm going to end this episode right, I got to do it this way. Thank you for listening to Shark's Pond, a South Park podcast. I am Heather Swanson, and I'm Bill. And until next time, we will talk to you again. Ooh, yeah. Dig it.